Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the mic. It's the tear-jerking season finale that will leave you wanting more for this spring. Moody on the mic, farewell to Brooklyn Hustle. That's right, this is the last episode until probably the Memsey Stakes. We'll work that out another time. Brooklyn Hustle will be almost headed to the breeding barn by then. Maybe a group one winner, maybe not Peter Moody, but she will always hold a special place in the hearts of this podcast. Well, I don't think, like, we've had some great horses in the duration of this podcast, but I don't think any of them have ever got the airtime of Brooklyn Hustle. Uh, she's obviously a cult horse. She's a horse of the people. Uh, she, has, she hasn't won for, Christ, I don't know how long, uh, but she still headlines the show. Maybe it's got to be Brooklyn Hustle on the mic. Maybe we'll have to do a show with her in, a, in the breeding barn. Maybe we can watch... Uh, 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 her first interaction in the breeding barn or something like that. Bring that to the people uh, because that might be her finest hour. Well, Mytho, I was going to replay all her near misses, but we just don't have that sort of time on this final episode of Media <laughs> on the Mic. Well, I think it'll be great fun naming her first foal. And I've got a, I've got a sneaky suspicion that um, I'll get in first and go with um, Matt's, uh, short for Married at First Sight, because... She's absolutely glamorous. She's beautiful, but she does nothing. <laughs> Pretty well sums up Maps, doesn't it? They get on the show. They're made famous for doing nothing, but they look beautiful. Now, not quite. That's a bit unfair on uh, on Brooklyn Hustle because she is a Group 2 winner. She's a Group 3 winner, and she's got an explosive turn of foot. But, you know, you get my sentiment. I love her dearly, but we all love a blondie. If she gets married, then, you know, she's, she's not going to be any use in the bring bath because she'll lose interest. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm not sure those first sight uh, crew stay married very long, to be fair. And, and any idea of who she might be uh, um, jointly uh, jointed with briefly, Anthony? Um, yeah, well, it's it, we're just going by names because we, we figure that um, she certainly is invincible, but we're going with oh. I am invincible. <laughs> mm. That's the plan. Rayman, um, you parted with your hard earned on her many occasions. Um, so I suppose it's fitting that her most recent record reads six 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 because she has been the devil to our wallets uh, <laughs> over the years. Yeah, well, she's been remarkably consistent this campaign. I was looking at the form; she's got those the string of six place finishes, and I think the maybe the most remarkable thing is that she somehow found a way to never run a placing in a Group One. Uh, she. She ran fourth in that Oakley Plate where she was probably a good thing licked. She's been thereabouts knocking on the – she's been beaten by less than a length in group ones but still never got that group one placing on the board. So even if she could sneak into the placings on Saturday, I think you'd be up and about mytho. Get that little sneaky group one placing on the resume would be nice before she starts that broodmare career. We'd take it as a win, Rain Man. There's no doubt about that if she could uh, place on Saturday in her, in her swan song. Um, hot little race attached to Tiara. Um, there's uh, some – informed mares uh, to choose from and you can't say she's not informed she's just doing what Brooklyn does she fronts up runs her heart out gets back finds an excuse and runs sixth so if she if she runs out of excuses um, maybe maybe she can trouble the scorers but um, in for a penny in for a pound anyone who's backed her it's time to double down on Brooklyn baby well, she's been she's been four three times and fifth three times, so that's six out of 
14 group ones she's running. So, yeah, she is remarkably consistent. Steph Thornton uh, takes a ride this weekend. So partnering two blondes together in the yep. hope that's perhaps the symmetry. And you know what? Steph's only had five group one starts and she's around second. So at least she's got in the placings um, before. So perhaps the symmetry will be there. We'll get to our tips for the Tats Tiara in a little bit. Ipswich Cup on the weekend, Rayman. Did anything get stolen? Anyone beaten up? Was it um, a vintage edition of the Ipswich Cup in terms of off-track incidents that we've come to expect? No, it sounds like a very, very tame edition of the Ipswich Cup, which left me yeah. quite disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I did hear that there was um, a situation with uh, a, a bus and there may have been a... Uh, uh, unruly punter, uh, th- maybe think he was on a, on a to- uh, in the toilet rather than on a bus, but uh, that's that's pretty par for the course when it comes to a Twitch Cup day. But no, unfortunately, no no signs were stolen, so that probably was because uh, Moods didn't make the trip up. He was tucked away in Melbourne, uh, not there to be the thief that he is. Oh, as flat as the Castle Main kid that's now rolled up in Moods' garage, uh, <laughs> getting ready to be unveiled at one point. Hey, Moods, uh, the winningest jockey of all time in terms of Group Ones is Damien Oliver. He is fifty years old today. We're recording this on Wednesday, the twenty-second of June. His longevity in the sport, not just in the sport, but at the top of the sport, uh, it really is remarkable. I know you spoke about when he broke the record that you would think perhaps that. Um, you know, it wasn't celebrated as, as much as it should have been. Well, here's your chance to celebrate the 50-year-old on his birthday. And let's be honest, if he hadn't have uh, run afoul of the authorities on more than one occasion, he would have probably ridden even more group one winners. Oh, undoubtedly so. Uh, you know, we, we quickly forget our great horses, our great performers, but this is a man that's been at the top of the game for over three decades. Uh, he, he arrived in Victoria as a fresh-faced young apprentice at the Lee Friedman stable, you know, some over 30 years ago. And he's been at the top of the tree since, and he's still one of the first to get called up uh, these days. Um, you know, he, he still seems to be riding at the peak of his powers. I know we all lured, uh, you know, Jamie Carr, James McDonald and, and co. But... Oliver's there mixing it with them day in, day out, and there's never been a suggestion that he's lost it or he's too old for it or, you know, he's lost his nerve, he's not pushing them into a tight gap, but it's never been thought of. And, and he is rightly the GOAT. Um, plain and simple, the greatest of all time. He mightn't be the best rider in Australia today, but he's not far from it. And he's been the greatest for over three decades. Happy 50th, Ollie. Uh, I was afraid that I couldn't join he and his family and mates for a beer on Saturday evening with a slight little hiccup on the domestic front, but uh, he rode my first Group 1 winner, Amalfi, back in 2001. Uh, So that's something I will never, ever forget. And, yep, plain and simple, the greatest of all time in my my era, in my mind. Uh, I'm not going to argue with anyone and try and compare champions from different times, but his longevity... His freakish ability, um, his hunger, it's well-renowned for success, second to none. I'm guessing that his little 50th celebration moods, he didn't shout the bar. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard any rumours or seen people there. There was suggestion that it was a BYO. No, (laughs) I'm just taking the piss. Mitho, you're a Leviathan owner and you still have Ollie on speed dial. Even to the point where you flew him down to Warrnambool and he ended up in hospital. 
Yeah, I know. I've got, uh, I've, I've got, um, I've almost got blood on my hands in the Damien Oliver story. Uh, he went down to, to write a few for us. We, we, we had a bit of a day down there and um, a few clients and a few uh, business colleagues of, uh, of Cotton On were, were down for a day, just a casual Friday at Warner. It wasn't even carnival time and chucked him in the chopper and said, go and write them all for us, Ollie. And um, one went off in the gates. Old Ethel Quinney, she's been banished to Western Australia because of it too. Um, she's she's in the stable of Lindsay Smith now and headed over there because uh, no no one wanted to wanted to be um, associated with her after she she nearly ended the career of the greatest of all time, Damon Oliver. But uh, I endorse uh, Pete's words and probably add one word: resilience. You know, he's a he's 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 the most resilient jockey of of my lifetime, given what he's been through: yeah, um, injuries, um, suspensions, controversies, and he's and he's taken it all in his stride and he's bounced back and he's brave as brass to um, saddle up on the next Saturday um, and, and go again. So uh, hats off to you, Ollie. Happy 50th. I was 50 on Friday, so we're five days apart. There you go. I didn't even know. Happy birthday to you, Mitho. Um, you're not one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> no, but, uh, Happy, happy no. birthday to you Enough. nonetheless. Thank you. Move on. Uh, hardcore media on the mic listeners might remember the day that Ollie went down to Warrnambool to ride through Mitho's because Mitho told me to get the podcast out quick, smart, and they should all win, especially at the Quinny. Uh, none of them did. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a bit better luck finding a winner for this weekend. And that is up right after the break. This mate dedication goes out to Stuart from Ben. Yeah, shout out to Stu. Buddy, we've made some unreal memories together. And mate, I'm sorry I steered you into those prawn spring rolls at the grand final lunch. Man, I'll never forget you're allergic to seafood again, that's for sure. <laughs> Gotta love your mates. Ladbroker, together with Mates Mode. T's and C's apply and available on website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The final group one of the season is on Saturday at Eagle Farm. It is the Tats Tiara Rayman. Geez, the, the initial favourites drawn the car park and uh, the market looks a whole lot different. A pretty wide open race. Yeah, it's very wide open race here, Roger. There's a number of mares in this field that are in a similar scenario to Brooklyn Hustle having their last race starts before starting a new career as brood mares. But you're right, Rod. Snapdancer was the pre-market, pre-barrier draw favourite. Has been a big drifter since drawing barrier 21. So Anavisto is the new favourite. $5 into $4.80. Snapdancer now out to $6.50. And you've got a host of horses around the $9, $10 mark. Away games, $9.50, along with Star Tontes. Kiku's the early market move with Ludbroke, $17 into $10. Shout the Bars, $11. Brooklyn Hustle right there at $12. So it's a race with a, with a lot of depth. I, I still think despite the wide barrier draw, Snapdancer is the horse to beat. Uh, she's just gone to another level, this preparation. She's always been a horse I've had a really high opinion of, but I didn't think she was quite as good as uh, what she's ended up being. Uh, she was outstanding in the Robert Sankster Stakes. She ran a really high rating that day. She did it all on the speed. She's a very, very tough mare. And Barry 21, the, the big positive she does have is that she does have good gate speed and she does have good early speed. So Ethan Brown will be able to ride aggressively from that wide barrier draw. He'll try to cross this field and do what she did in the Robert Sankster Stakes and, and lead from start to finish. And I think at 6.50, I'm, I'm willing to bet that she can do exactly that. I think a horse that an interesting runner is Shout the Bar, who we know just doesn't go a yard on the wet in the wet. So she had one race start in the Sydney Autumn in the All Age Stakes where she finished last. Just resented the track every every step of that. 
and now will uh, has been set set for this race with uh, new ownership after she was sold at the broodmare sale. So uh, we know that on her day, she's a really high-rated mare. She's a Group 1 winner in her own right. So I think she can run a big race at $11 as well. But I've got Snap Dancer uh, on top here. I think um, six fifty is, is a good price for a mare that's just in such brilliant form. I'm going with the new favourite in Ana Vista. Been a model of consistency whilst racing on services that she really doesn't thrive in. She finally gets back on a firm track for the first time since uh, September last year when she won. And I think this is a great chance for her here. It's an ideal surface, ideal distance. She'll probably also have to do a little bit of work early to get across from 11. But, you know, that's she's, she's 10 further in than Snap Dancer, who's going to have to burn more tickets. I think that plays into her favour. It could well set up with such a hot speed on for a horse like a Brooklyn Hustle, and, and like we mentioned, what a farewell that would be. But I'd rather ha- be, be on Ana Vista at about $485. And, and of course, I'll be having a little saver on the Hustle. Thanks, Rog. Appreciate the uh, level of commitment to the Hustle. Um, I, I'm, I mean, it's a it's a real pineapple job, before Mood says it. Um, it's, a, it's a great race with, um, you know, there's... Gee, you've got a lot of mares that are rated 100 or higher in this race. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There's 13 mares, I reckon, that are rated 100 or higher, um, which shows the quality of this race. Um, everyone wanting to uh, get that black type perform- uh, that group one performance uh, on the board uh, before um, the, the stallion barn calls them. So, um, you know, we've got uh, two in there. Well, one at the moment and first emergency in Salatine. Do you tell you what, if she gets them run, I thought her run in the Dane Ripper was excellent, um, you know, to to uh, to finish third. Um, she uh, she was brave. Jim Byrne was glowing in praise afterwards and said, you just have to go to the Tatsiara after a performance like that. So um, if she sneaks into the field, first emergency at the moment, um, I'll be having a ticket on her and I'll be having a loyalty bet on Brooklyn Hustle. Star Tontes, though, is the one that I'll be playing around in the Maltese. Yeah, well, you, you're right. The pineapple job here, for the sake of having a tip, snap dancer. I think probably the advantage of a horse like her is she's got nothing drawn outside her. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about uh, anything sort of knocking him ass overhead in the early stages. He's just got to roll forward and rate it. Um, she's going to have to do a little bit of work for the first 200, but he'll get there and rack them and stack them, and that'll give her a chance. So she's probably the one to beat. And like Rain Man said, at the odd 650, hard to beat. Star Tonte, she's another that's been a model of consistency. I thought her fifth in the Stradbroke was a good effort. Um, Jay Collett, gate seven, just hopeful she could settle a little bit closer. She's just getting a long way out of the ground in these races and giving away too much start. Uh, if she could hold a midfieldish position, um, you know, probably each way, uh, her as well. But, yeah, for the sake of a tip, snap dance are the one to beat. I see Rob uh, Heathcote has said during the week too that... Uh... He doesn't like Star Tontes being described as a backmarker. She only goes back because circumstances have required her to. So uh, with that better draw, I think she probably can posse up Pete and, and be right in the firing line come the end. I reckon, I reckon she's a good bet each way, uh, Star Tontes, if I'm going away from the Rosemont there. All right, let's move on to the Healy Stakes. It is the uh, the ninth and final race on the Eagle Farm program on Sundays. The Group 3 over 1,200 metres. And there's a clear-cut favourite in this one, Rain, man. 
There is a clear favourite here, Rog, for Team Snowden, who have had an outstanding Brisbane winner racing carnival. They've got King of Sparta, who is the $2.70 favourite. Baller, the last start winner, $7.50. Bit of specking around for Alpine Edge, $11 into $9.50. Shooting for gold is there at $10. Uh, King of Sparta, I think it's a deserving favourite, but uh, 280 is getting, uh, 270 now is getting pretty short for uh, a horse that's not uh, a, a particularly consistent winner. He's had three wins from his 13 race starts. Uh, he generally does run well first up, uh, and he, he will get a lovely run in transit here from Barrier 5. So he is a deserving favourite, but I certainly won't be backing him at the 270 currently available. I think a horse that can be a big improver here is Alpine Edge. I think he's racing a lot better than his bare form reads, his preparation. Uh, he was really good behind Marzu in the Doombin 10,000. He was good behind Volana in uh, the Fred Best Classic there as well. I just think he's uh, a horse that can go to another level here and uh, and win what I think is a fairly even race uh, outside of that favourite. So he'll definitely need a bit of luck in running from Barrier 14, but at the 9.50 currently available with Ladbrokes, I'm keen to play Alpine Edge. Well, I'm stunned. I am absolutely stunned that you haven't gone Garibaldi because I thought that would give you the opportunity to plug the Ladbrokes social media story this week with Ben Thompson, given this is probably the last chance that you'd be able to do it. Ben Thompson, of course, riding Garibaldi. So, uh, yeah, really interesting stuff from the Rayman there. Clearly um, clearly going against the company line and going with Alpine Edge. But great uh, job you having back there, Rog. Great job you. You snuck it in there. there. Rayman. Always is there for my mates. Still a great company man, Rog, despite the fact you're not employed by the company anymore. It's very it's strong. Start. Very loyal, you. That's the kind of guy I am this week. Um, King of Sparta, look, certainly going to be hard to beat, as you mentioned, got a good fresh record, he likes a firm deck, he's got some good form around good horses like Pulele in the Roman Consul last year, even Home Affairs, is, uh, he was kicking off at the start of last spring, but I am with Team Snowden, but I'm not with uh, King of Sparta, I liked what I saw out of uh, out of Rangers in the Hinkler Stakes on Stradbroke Day, been progressing quite nicely this year, and um, he looks to be in career best form at the moment. Handles Eagle Farm, obviously, um, on the basis of that last start. $11 and $3.50. I think he looks at a nice each-way proposition. Rangers, uh, number four. I'm with Baller. I thought his performance last start, uh, being a couple of handy ones, including Kementari, was pretty good. Um, Gol, uh, Tony Golan and crew have uh, done a really good job through this carnival. They've picked off some nice races along the way, and I think uh, Baller can finish their carnival in good style. So uh, Baller for me. Yeah, I'm with you, Mitho. Um, purposely missed the Stradbroke with Baller to reserve him like sort of low-hanging fruit to say. And uh, um, taking on the stable mates of Snowden, Pear, Rangers and King of Sparta, I with, I'm with you. I think Baller on top. He's a clear ratings special in the race. He has got to give everything weight, obviously. But I think he's the one to beat and the danger, the four Rangers. So uh, one over four for me and the Healy. I'd like to acknowledge that Moods had baller as low hanging. Um, really nice stuff there from you, Moods. Um, and as and as a few of our comrades will attest to, once you get over fifty, they generally do hang a bit lower. Depends <laughs> <laughs> how cold it is. Uh, let's move. Um, let's move down south from Brisbane to Sydney, where it is colder. Uh, the Civic Stakes is the feature race on the program. Rayman, um, how's the market shaping up for the uh, the time-honoured Civic Stakes? Battalion is the favourite. Rog, who does bring a Brisbane winning carnival form. He's been racing well without winning. He's a $4 favourite. Taxu for Joe Pride is $6. 
Maramia is $6 as well. Looks like Elvis has been well backed, but Gladbrokes punt is now into $7 along with Dawn Passage. So it's a pretty open, pretty even race here. But I think Battalion is deserving of his status as the favourite here. Just want to clear something up. Uh, you've got a case of the moods um, there, Roman. It's Battleton, not Battalion. Um, so, uh, you know, a bit of, in, bit of ingratiating there. Um, who, made you, who made you school principal? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll speak to Bjorn Baker about that, uh, about that, Rod. So well, I don't care what we call... I don't care what we call... Battalion is spelt differently, for starters. Uh, well, we'll hear what Darren Flindell says on Saturday, uh, Rog, and I'll be straight on the message if uh, if, if he calls it uh, Battalion. But uh, I don't really care what we call it if it wins on Saturday because I do think it is the horse to beat. Been racing well in a Brisbane, was close in that Fred Best Classic behind Volana, was close behind Kiss Sum in the Gunsind on uh, Stradbroke Handicap Day. In the Gunsind. In the Gunsind. Battalion in the Gunsind. Gunsind is where what about Battleton in the Gunsind? Fair now, digging, I'm, rain, man. Fair I'm sticking with my Gunsind. It's the, that's the classy oh. way. The classy oh. way to say it, Moods. I thought you'd be on board with that, being a uh, a proud Queenslander yourself. But Battalion uh, <laughs> coming out of the Gunsind uh, oh. will win the Civic Stakes on Saturday. Look, I, I am also. I'm well. I'm not with you, actually. I'm with Battleton uh, <laughs> in this one because uh, there's not a lot of horses bringing a lot of form into this, and I think. You know, it is one that is bringing some good form. Uh, and if he does get a run, I think he's the one to beat in a race that doesn't seem to have a huge amount of depth. So, Battleton, number 17 for me. Yeah, I don't know. I really do. <laughs> if, if I'm having a bet, I'm probably... I, I tell you who's riding in good form. I'll give him a shout-out here. Reese Jones, the uh, stable apprentice for John O'Shea. So, he's riding uh, Le Gaiste, which I think I've pronounced right, given that um, I'm part Frenchman. I'm not really. Um, but Legay Soleil, for me, at the odds, uh, you're getting about uh, 12, 14 to 1, I reckon, right now? $15 a missile. Even, even better. So Legay Soleil each way for me uh, with an informed jock. Um, and, uh, yeah, why not? Because it's not the best of stakes races to uh, end a season in Sydney with, is it? Uh, no, pineapple race. No idea. Don't know them. Don't know the form. Um, when in doubt, back see Waller and he's got half the field. So, yeah, I just don't know these. I suppose the interesting run is the Toppy America, a French-bred mare that's done a racing uh, in North America, brought out here by the Fung family, if there's an interest factor in the race. But, uh, yeah, no idea here, so I'm not even going to attempt. Uh, Raymond, what before you uh, throw to the break and then get back with our best bets, how um, how's the meeting Adelaide Brooks coming along for the Peter Moody pineapple pop-up? Yeah, no, I've, I was pushing that during the week. I actually had a meeting with uh, Racing.com yesterday, and I'm trying to get them on board as well to uh, yeah. be uh, key partners in this, uh, what is going to, in my opinion, challenge the Everest for the biggest pop-up race in Australia. So uh, talks are progressing really strongly, and uh, hopefully by the time we're back for our season premiere in the spring, we'll have uh, a firm commitment that we're going to see the uh, the new pop-up race uh, this spring. I'm, 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 in, I'm in Queensland at the moment, so... Uh... I've got an appointment at the Big Pineapple tomorrow um, to work out the um, the strategy around marketing um, and try to see whether we can get them on board for um, photo shoots and and uh, some PR stuff. So Pete, um, strap yourself in. Big Pineapple coming no. right up your, you know what? Uh, and and interesting talking pop up races and you being in Queensland. I see another pop up has popped up. Uh, 
New Year's Eve, Toowoomba, $750,000 race for Queensland bred horses. Now, I, I haven't quite worked out, is it Queensland bred and trained or just Queensland bred? I haven't Trained as well. It, well, trained. is that right? Like, I'm not yep. sure. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I read the press release and, and no, I, I wondered, a... I wondered how hmm. munted are they going to get at uh, da- the Darling Downs on on New Year's Eve at the, yeah. at the at the big race. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. It's something the hill, on top of the hill. New Year's Eve in Toowoomba, 750,000 fatties. So well done to the team up there to get that race on board. Pity we can't be a part of it. Uh, I thought I have a few Queensland bred horses in the camp, but it might have been a chance to chase it, but obviously not uh, if they're not Queensland trained. I'll happily train them up for you in, in Queensland moods. If you uh, you get them ready, you send them to me, I'll get my licence and we'll, we'll win the race, big race together. What a way to spend New Year's Eve. What a team. What a team. Moods and the rain, man. Seriously, how, um, like Mitho touched on, they're going to be that munted at the track on New Year's Eve at Toowoomba. They're going to rival the Ipswich Cup for um, just sheer debauchery. Oh, oh come on. Could you imagine? Roger. Now, you two who've never probably been past Wacol in Queensland any further than West, wanting to put shit on the people of the Darling Downs. Wash your mouth out, you. No, I won't even, won't even go there. No. Nah. Mate, I went to Port Douglas. Wouldn't know where Toowoomba was. Should we do a live broadcast? A New Year's Eve live broadcast? I know Mytho's probably got some fancy event to attend, but um, the rest of the butlers can make the trip to Toowoomba. I'd love to be there with the munted at the Toowoomba. Can you stop saying munted? (laughs) I enjoy getting munted as much as the next person, I'll be sure. King of the Mountain. Best bets time, punters. No, 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 no. no. Pete's going to be King of the Mountain at the Darling Downs. This this New Year's Eve, punters, be there. Here we have a mate dedication from Scott to Johnny. Oh, to you, Scott. Jono, you've got some questionable banner at times. Oh, man, did you butcher the speech at both of Tim's weddings. And you barrack for the worst footy team. But, mate, you nailed last weekend's multi. Love you, big fella. Good on you, Scott. Try Labroke's Mates Mode to chat, share and bet together. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. T's and C's apply and website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Rayman, the last of the best bets until the spring. Take the new ball as always. I'm heading to Caulfield Rodge. Race 6, number 4, Squid Game. Has got form around Star Patrol. Has got form around Passive Aggressive this campaign. It's ready to win here third up. Uh, Patrick Payne Stable's going extremely well. We'll get every possible chance here from Barrier 6. Uh, I think the 420 currently available with Labrokes is a genuine gift. This should be a clear, clear favourite. It's my best bet of the day. Caulfield, a race six, number four, Squid Game. I um, Last week, I gave out Tony Armstrong to win the Logie as my best bet, and he duly saluted. So hopefully, punters got Here on comes the head wobble. $4. No, it's, it's more like the fact that I dead set couldn't land one on the track. I should probably steer into the entertainment industry um, because um, I'm going back to the track this week, and I'm actually going against the Rain Man. I'm also going to race six at Caulfield. Uh, I'm going to Inundation, who's the favourite in that race, because um, he is short, and I'm concerned he, he might be too short. But I just thought the uh, the two wins, uh, this preparation, just missed on, on debut back in January, went away, came back, and he's won by three lengths, 3.25 lengths, albeit in a maiden and a 58 rider. So this is a big jump up in class. But, um, look, the speed's going to be on from the outset with Starry Legend there. Um, but 
Brooks, you know, I, I think inundation, if he is as talented and as fast as uh, what we've seen in his last two starts, he can win this race. He's a fast horse, and I think John McNeil will let him run fast. Can you two blokes uh, communicate a little bit more in the pre-production meeting that we <laughs> that have? That would completely the... ruin the theme of the show. It's, it's like, compl- I mean, there's, you know, there's a hundred mis- right... disorganisation. There's a hundred races across the country on Saturday, and you blokes want to both pick your best bets in the same freaking race. What are you doing? Have it's a an absolute cracker. Crawford race six. Just get around it, puppy. Look at, work it out. I largely only look at Melbourne, and I Rain Man looks at it all around the country, so he should be fine somewhere else. So annoying. I'm sure there's an award show somewhere that Rog could have tipped into. So that this is on Rog. Don't blame. When me. are the when are the BAFTAs on? I don't know, but what? But I just can't believe we're, it's going to be a three leg. Um, Moody on the mic, multi, you know, best bets this week, not four. Anyway, um, I'm going to give you the winner of race three at Morfordville. Um, this is astute placement by Danny O'Brien for Reflect the Stars. She was very good at Flemington. There's been a host of races that she could have contested in the meantime, but he's picked this out on the way through to the Vobus Gold Stayers, I think, in a month's time at Caulfield. Um, it's a very well thought through educated, pointed plan for Reflect the Stars to go to Adelaide and compete over 2,500 and be perhaps not the fastest horse of the weekend, but the most winningest because you'll get the prize. And I reckon you're betting six bucks there by my uh, app, Rainman. So six bucks is each way all day. She will start considerably shorter than that. So if you're listening to this, just wait till Pete's tip and jump on, get on board reflect the stars Adelaide race three listen the little boutique stable stepping out this weekend uh, team we've got seven acceptors at Caulfield on Saturday um quite that's a third of the uh, stable isn't it that's a quarter of the stable just about um Mate. so we'll be all all hands on deck on Saturday what about the provincials race. or what about the provincials no, or no, all at Caulfield city trainers this week Anthony I only go to the metros yep. me though yeah, city trainers this week. Um, boutique stable, a lot of quality. Uh, all Saturday performers. <laughs> so race one, we have two fillies, the four Chain of Lightning and the five Allegretta, both last start winners. Chain of Lightning first run for the stable. Nice filly down from country New South Wales. Uh, super Vobus spread by our good mate Stewie Ramsey. And uh, she's been trialling up quite nicely. Allegretta found a best on the firm synthetic last time. Her chances lie. So both those fillies an each-way chance in quite an open race, I thought. Uh, probably the best race on the card at Caulfield Saturday is the two-year-old race, and we've got two runners in that also. We've got last up winner, She Dancers, who was very good on the heavy at Sandown. We'll have to be, bring her form to an improving track. And a very nice cult in his heaven. Uh, I've got a good opinion of this cult. He's drawn a bit wide. But Luke Nolan riding 55 and a half kilos, and he hasn't ridden that weight for about five years. I asked him, did he want to ride? And he said, yes, I will be riding. No one else is getting on the back of this colt. So nice lead Ooh. there from Luke Nolan. Uh, over to race three, we've got the consistent dance to Dubai. I think she's probably nearly the best of my runners on the weekend. Uh, more important for her, she's a filly that thrives on the fence. She's drawn the pole. Uh, will probably lead and control the race and is very hard to beat when she gets uh, those circumstances about her. Race four, we've got the 12 Midas Prince. He's racing for his spot in the camp. Uh, I think his best is beyond him. And, uh, yeah, maybe wait another day for him and he might need a fresh set of eyes to bring him back to his best. 
And a nice horse in race eight, the American pharaoh uh, son called Daytona Bay. Two for two, this horse. Built a nice record. Drawn a little wide, but he's a roll forward horse. I think he'll give a very good sight uh, in race eight. So my best is Dance to Dubai in race three. Uh, keep an eye out on the two-year-olds. And if you're chasing late in the day, Daytona Bay would probably be able to help your cause. So big day out for the team, punters. It's been a great year. We've survived the spring. We had a little hiatus over summer. We've survived the autumn. We've got through to the winter. I hope the horses that you're back over the next few weeks run very, very fast for you. Have a great one. We'll see you at the start of the spring. Ooh, that broke it.